podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Anfield Rap, Neil Atkinson, Paul Johnson, uh, Paul Senior and Ian Salmon with you for the next hour or so. Jacko, we'll get to your finger, mate. I know the public will want to know, uh, but we'll come on to that in a minute or two. Before then, we will talk about Liverpool 2, Burnley 1. And Paul Senior first, really, a lot of the times on this show and on other shows that we've done, you're having the conversation, weren't we last win without playing well? Um, that was winning without playing well. Liverpool were in patches of the game, absolutely dreadful, if we're honest about it. But they certainly didn't, can't, it can't be said they played well. No, they didn't. I, um, I was watching match of the day last night after coming home from the game and it's interesting to uh, Klopp say that's the first time he thought we'd won ugly. I think me and you, we'd, we'd spoken about it on the show. And we thought Sunderland would have been classed as, as winning ugly. Um, that was uglier by, by you know, every stretch of the imagination. We were absolutely appalling first half yesterday, as as bad our Liverpool side as I've seen. I mean, I, mean, I don't mind. Joe, there's games where sides can turn up at Anfield and they'll blow you away through quality. Liverpool, we were just appalling. I mean, I, I was talking to the lads around me at the ground saying, I actually hope, and it might be good for these to get booed off. And I know that's not something that the cop or or Anfield tends to do. And I just thought, these need a message from the ground that we're not happy about this. I'll go to you next on this one, Paul Johnson. The extent to which they're lucky to get in at 1-1, you can't overstate. They were absolutely abject first half. Second half is a different story. Second Mm. half, you can all the stuff around grinding it out comes into play. But first half, they were absolutely abject Liverpool. Yeah, they were terrible. Like you said there, Paul, I think literally if Ronaldo doesn't score... The, the the mood at our time mm. would be would be dire. I mean, yeah. and, and rightly so because what what you'd seen for forty five minutes was, was so poor, and it was it, it was strange because obviously going in, I think it was obviously there was a lot of relief to to know that we were one one, and and to think that we probably can't play as bad as what we just have then. So you were kind of pinning your hopes that the second half would be better, but, but it was it was there was. There was no one you could pin your hat on. No one you could say, you know, he's doing okay, um, which is which is strange because usually you, you've got maybe a couple of players who are, who are doing okay and maybe just not not quite falling for them. Mane had a few things like the first five ten minutes where it looked, you know, like it might be one of his days. But but after that, you know, Burnley Burnley with a better team and, and and deservedly probably should have gone up. Should have, should have gone in one nil up, if not even two. Even, yeah, exactly. Mm. You, you know, I, I I mentioned before it was it was once they scored after what was it six minutes you you think they're going to score again. You didn't necessarily think they were going to... And they didn't actually stop and just go 10 men behind the ball. They kept playing, which was, which was in fairness to... to I'll go back, go back in first. You know, and it's it was watching that first half. And it got to about 40, and I did begin to think Burnley looked like they were just tiring a little. They couldn't quite keep the intensity up. I didn't think for a second we were going to take advantage of it, to be honest with you. It felt like a gift of a goal. It did completely. I think it was the first actual move that we put together in the entire 45 minutes. First time it looked like anyone was playing football with any intent and any purpose. Apart from the first 90 seconds, I thought we looked great for the first 90 seconds. We came out fast. I turned to the lad next to me and said, a fast start against the smaller team who's ever seen one of these. And as soon as I said it, we stopped. Mm. And it was kind of like the 11 lads on the pitch had heard me and thought, stop that, I'm not having this kind of shit anymore. (laughs) Um, but but we had nothing. There was there was no productivity. There was no invention. There was there, there seemed to be no no plan and no thrust. And it was it was kind of like after after I know we're going to get back onto him at great length. But after the Emery Chan that we saw a couple of weeks ago, you're looking to go. What happens to that Emery Chan? Because the other one's back again. Mm. And it seems to be because he was playing as the one rather than sitting in a two with Wijnaldum as he'd been the last couple of weeks. And all of a sudden. 
the midfield looked like it was being bypassed by everything and there was nothing moving forward. There's no protection in the back. We just looked like we had big holes everywhere that anybody could walk through. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I've never swore quite like I, I swore yesterday when uh, when that off, that cross comes across for the, for the offside. I completely lost it. Yeah. Um, completely lost it. And it's the contrast of Liverpool's, isn't it? I mean, never once against Arsenal did we see anything like that. And... It's it's it can't just be playing style. It, it it can't be. And I mean, we're all talking so negatively about the game we've gone on and won. Um, but that first forty five minutes, I, I was appalled by. I, I I can't really quite put my finger on what I'm appalled by. It's just it's purely just the contrast of, of quality well, and style. And do you think it's the goal? <clears throat> because the manager said that on match of the day too, and it was quite interesting the way in which he cited it. He said he acted like heads heads went down after because he said, you know, all week he tried to say, listen, it's just it's, there's still games of football, and and he's trying to block it out, and then suddenly they can see because I think we're really bad. The 15 minutes after it goes one nil, I think it's it's probably our worst 15 minutes. Maybe not just under Klopp, it could be our worst 15 minutes since Hodgson. You know, with that <laughs> with that bad, it's and I just wonder whether or not it's this idea of because I you know I think the whole Liverpool struggling against poorer sides thing is now overstated. There's every chance for instance we finish the season with 16 wins at home in our back pockets and you don't win 16 games at home if you if if you if if, if you can't beat the poorer mm. sides but there was you know it, it felt as though whether it's true or not they suddenly all believed it was true at 1-0 Paul that's what I was looking at they looked to me like they all believed it was true mm. yeah absolutely I think you know I, I never thought I'd see a worse 15 minutes of season than anything we saw at Leicester and then you, you did and that that's worrying um very, very worrying. I, I, I can't quite put my finger on how Liverpool can go and do that to Arsenal and then fall off that cliff again. You know, Leicester had a bounce and stuff like that. That yesterday, Burnley, I mean, you knew what Burnley were going to do. I, I won there, I said to the lad next to me, I think this is game over. I, I, honestly, six minutes in and I'm saying it's game over against Burnley because I just, I, I watched Burnley all of a sudden, it was perfect, exactly what you wanted. We Liverpool needed an early goal, not Burnley. You know, it was the opposite of what Liverpool. Liverpool should have played themselves into the game and not let Burnley have a touch for the opening ten. Just settle it down. Don't let them have a fast start. Don't let them do what they did. And I, I put in the um, the final whistle piece yesterday. I'm, I'm a bit worried tactically about Klopp playing a high line against uh, Gray. They they got confidence from the fact that he was having joy. They played him right on Clavin in in between Milner and Clavin there. That ball was constantly on, constantly on for him, and it's it's not like he hasn't punished us already this season through through pace and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure we're not going to play a, a deep line against Burnley at home, but you've got to, you've got to be aware of what's going the other way because that ball with Clavin and Matip at centre half is is always going to be on because of the the lack of pace with the two of them. Paul Johnson. There has to has to be something to counter that. Paul Johnson, they really did target Clavin. Yeah, they did. I mean, there was there was times there where, but uh, you know, I can completely understand when when you're marking both of them, Barnes and and they are what you would call a handful, uh, and you know they 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 did they, they play to their strength, like you said, Paul. They, they targeted Clavin, and you know I think what was frustrating with me is that maybe I'm being a little bit harsh, but I'm thinking going back to until so we had Sammy. I don't know whether we've got centre halves who dominate early, and you know, and you look at Matip, who's who, who, I think he's was he six, 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 six five, I think. six five. 
he still and looked like he would dominate early on in the season. He did, and then whether that's been, you know, since he come back off his injury, maybe he's you know something missing. But but then Kobe at the match made a cracking point. He brought Lucas on, and did you notice? Yeah, Lucas best header, yeah. best header, and and he's not a big lad. It's all about timing, and 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 I worry about whether Clavin can dominate in the air. Did you so, not think they were clever though? Because I think I think you know, they they very much they don't just play centre forwards. They take turns dropping in and playing what you call more of an attacking midfield position. They, yeah. they're very good, aren't they? Coming off things was there. Well, yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're very good at coming off being centre forwards and suddenly and that if you are a centre half and I can't believe I've said it to you if you are a centre half you've then got a decision to make as to whether or not you're coming or going yeah. and that's even exacerbated even more and again the manager referenced it on match of the day too when Chan goes and plays effectively feels as though he's just then got to drop in mm-hmm. you've actually got no one to go and win those scraps and yeah. you know that you just, if you if you go you're yeah. going to be completely pulled out and they fill that space I just think they're very clever to yeah, be honest were, and there was one there in first half and the, the referee didn't give a free kick it was down the, the, their left and our right and the ball got played up to um, Gray and I thought he turned um, Matip really well and and from where I was sat it looked like it was a foul Matip goes again he, he was stuck with saying you know what do I go and he'd gone to try and get in front of his man that he turned him and I thought the free was going to be given it wasn't so I, I do know what you're saying I think we've got to give Burnley some credit and, and Paul said about when they scored and went 1-0 up Neil and I thought similar this is going to they're going to go Right back in now, I'm going to say, right, you're not going to score. Yeah. But they didn't really do that, did they? Which surprised me. They kept playing, and I mentioned it to, to you, you didn't I? Know, just before, as we, we came in, that that surprised me because it, it was almost like Bailey had gone, well, come on, let's get another one, and you will definitely, that, that will be game over. And that, that, and that kind of lets us into the game a little bit as well. I think, I think one of the problems to go back a little bit, I think it was very much one of those games, one, where you realise exactly how thin our squad is. Although four to five injuries for key players is quite a large amount of injuries for anybody, and we seem to be suffering from that more than anyone at the moment. But you look at it and go, this is where you need a specialist left back. This is where James Milner gets a little exposed. A combination of Milner getting exposed and the system that we're playing, because we have basically been running to a 3 4 3 most of the season, but with Henderson a little ahead of those two in the middle and with the full backs pushing up. This one, Milner pushes up, Clavin's tucked in. And that, that channel, they'd isolated that channel. They knew exactly where that ball was going because the goal comes from that channel as well. Mm. It comes from the fact that Milner's pushed up and we're not playing with all the Docs fullbacks at any point. So th- they know exactly what the targets are with us now. And I think most teams probably know that. And we will get caught out again. We know we're going to get caught out again. I, but yesterday was a day when you could really see it. I don't think it, it, it's, um, it's unfair to say that I think our left side's been appalling since middle of Jan. I yeah. think C- Coutinho, since he's come back, hasn't had... <laughs> Hasn't been the same player, and I know we'll cover it later in the show. But I think Milner the same. I think, I think maybe the only highlights I can think of Milner, and I'm, you know, it could be being harsh. I think it was was the Leicester game. I thought he had an alright game against Leicester, but I think the rest of it, his levels dropped a little bit. And I was saying on on uh, Twitter in the week about the need to go and get one, maybe two left backs this summer, maybe yeah. a sixteen year old left back and and another. Um, for, not just it's not it's not a competition thing. It's the, the fact that if you're going to play sixty odd games there next year, the, the natural thing to do is put a young left back. Especially behind. If, if what you're yeah. asking of your left back, what you're asking both your full backs is to be able to shuttle up and down. You can't really do it with a thirty one year old no. bloke. No, I mean I think a lot of sides will see this with with the modern full back there. Once you get to 30, 31, doing that job, you've almost got to. You've almost got to change yourself a little bit, haven't you? Because you can't be what Leighton Baines was as a 23, 24-year-old. No. Um, like I, I was saying Creswell, but I didn't realise he's 27, so he's going to have the same the same problem in two years' time, three years' time, where 
that being able to bomb forward at pace, unless you're an absolute physical machine and you've really looked after yourself, which Milner, to his credit, has, and that's why he's being able to do it now. But his legs could just fall off midway through the season, and that's why I'm saying two. So I'm looking at the lab from <coughs> from Fulham, for example. He's, he's six, yeah, he's 16 years of age. If you went and did that and another proper first team, well, so suddenly the price for Chilwell looks sensible, doesn't it? Yeah, suddenly there's a reason for that price. Because I'd love to know what his value would be this summer, Sassignon. I don't know if Sessignon's value will be, but I don't. Think, I think I, th- I think you're absolutely kidding yourself if you think this manager's buying two left. No, he won't. No, no, he, <laughs> absolutely he won't. kidding yourself. I'd be surprised if he bought one. Uh, <laughs> moving back into the game, uh, Paul Paul Johnson on this one. Second half becomes, and I'm, I, I'm I will say in general I'm sort of of the view Liverpool deserve all three points. And the reason why I'm sort of with the view Liverpool deserve all three points is because that's the sort of game where you work out who deserves all three points by looking at who wins the game, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like that, that's, and that's what Burnley do. It's what they want to do. They want to turn it into that sort of battle. They want to create battles all over the pitch, physical battles, tactical battles before technical battles almost. You know, mm. they want to. They want to either if they can't if they can't outmuscle you, they're going to try and outsmart you. If they can't outsmart you, then they might be in a little bit of trouble. And if you therefore come the other side of that, have the three points in your grasp. There must be a period of the time in the game where you deserve them. And I think Liverpool, the one thing you can say about the second half Liverpool performance is they weren't outbattled and they probably weren't even outthought mm-hmm. that they didn't technically pull away from uh, from from Burnley's because they weren't playing well. But they managed to at least get split decisions in the yeah. other categories, if you see what I mean. Yeah, definitely. I think, like like you said there, uh, you know, when, when you look at who deserves to win football matches... Not always the team who are on top, dominate possession, etc. Are the team who deserve to win it. You know, you, you probably Burnley have probably got points. So, you know, you look at the Burnley game away, Neil. You, did they deserve to win the game in terms of did they have the balls? Or, but they, 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 they did. The chances, they just got the chances they? and they won two 0 So, so that question is a hell of a one. And I think how I felt after that game yesterday, and I think how most fans felt, we I was absolutely over the moon. Because it mm. was that first victory against that team where, like you said before, Paul, when we went to Leicester, the world and his dog knew what Leicester were going to play like. And for Liverpool not to sort of react to that was so frustrating. Yesterday, walking up the ground, you thought, Burnley haven't won away all season. You know, they're going to come, they're going to do what they're good at. And, you know, after going 1-0 down, you think, away oh, we go again. So to, to actually turn that round and not play that well, I was over the moon and I think you're spot on. Yet, I, I fully came away thinking we deserve that victory. If you're a Burnley fan, they'd say they deserve the points. But you know what? I don't care about them. Mm. From what we, from the way we battled second half as well. You know, there was a couple of ones where, where you know, Chan, I'm, I'm sure you will speak about him. But there was one in the middle where he, he he did a clever foul, ended up, you know, and he ran away with the ball. And I'm loving that because that's exactly what you need. And that I, I think he has got a bit of that now. That gnarliness, you know what I mean? But so I was, I was made up. There were a couple of cracking little snidey fouls in the second half. Yeah. I, I like the fact that we got a little bit of snide coming into the game all of a sudden. Chan getting booked the other week for the blatant body checker, I thought. And you can see a little bit more of that as well. I, I'm fully in agreement. We deserved all three points. If they'd equalised in the last seconds, you, they would have felt justified in getting the equaliser. They would have felt justified in the draw, but you would have complained because we'd done enough. Because the second half of being grim and gritty enough to actually show that we had a bare backbone, we didn't fold, we didn't let the inevitable goal come, and we took, once again, we took our chances, because the Wijnaldum chance is taken very well, the Chan chance is, it's the, the kind of goal that we've not seen for a while, where it is speculative, but 
he takes that chance and we haven't been taking those chances. He takes a bit of speculation out of it as well. He doesn't try and put it in the top corner. No. It's a really good controlled finish, but that's the point. The point is that he isn't he isn't trying to break the net. He, it's, it's, he's not looking for the glory ball, is he? It's not the Hollywood shot. He's looking for something that's going to be effective and keeping it low and hard and driving it down. You're, kind of, you're playing a better percentage, aren't you? You're not trying to look like a match winner. You're just, I can see that and I'm going to have a crack. Mm. And there's too many times, this season particularly, where if we're trying to, break down a team that's sitting deep we don't see the gap and think well yeah I'll just I'll just give that a shot just in case anyone falls in and that's all it is it's just that it's that percentage shot of having that 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 little gap that you can see and going for it I think doing that and and being clever enough you know I, I think and we will definitely come back to this later with Klopp making an incredibly brave substitution I thought on the hour mm. I think for doing that kind of thing and for showing up in midfield with Lucas and saying, right, I'm going to push Emery Chan forward now, at which point Emery Chan starts to look more like a footballer because I thought he was absolutely dog rough for an hour until he <laughs> scores, until he push, he's pushed forward. As soon as he starts doing that, he has an impact on the game. So in terms of the manager's tactical decisions, his substitutions, I think those decisions, we deserve the three points for that, for being grim and gritty and grinding the whole thing out, but also being clever enough to actually change the shape of the game a little bit at crucial times. Yeah, yeah, fair play to the, to the manager. I, I, my head fell off a bit when I seen um, Woodburn getting warmed because I, I, I thought he was going to pull a Rigi and maybe put Mane Central or something like that. But <coughs> excuse I'd have been me, equally happy with the Rigi going at that point. Oh well. yeah, absolutely. But I, I thought it was it was a brave move to bring a lad on that's you know not had that many minutes in a game that we're, we're not were we winning? We'd just gone ahead. We'd just gone ahead, hadn't we? Yeah, he was getting changed. I think when when Chance yeah. scored. Um, it was brave, and you know, I don't, you know, unless he's uh, some sort of mad visionary clap. I, I think he's bringing them on at one-one, isn't he, uh, to try and change the game. So fair play, and that's sort of the manager that I, I think that I've bought into, and a fella who's done that in the past and took risks and with young footballers. So fair play, and I tell you what, he didn't look out of his depth. Well, I mean, we'll come on to Casino in a minute or two, but before then, I want to get back to sort of the the bits of the game before Casino, uh, before Casino comes off and. When I say what wasn't working for the Reds, Paul, uh, looking back at that first half, the answer is almost everything. Yeah, but it's what, where you, what was? Yeah, but it's where you got to, again, yeah, I've got to give Burnley some credit. It's what they've done all season. It's why no one's, apart from West Brom, an anomaly <laughs> against West Brom, really, and we've seen West Brom against a lot of sides this season who are above them completely fold. There's nowhere Burnley have gone and folded. No. And that, I think that's the, the main thing that you take from it. And, and, and I, again, on match day two, Klopp said, of all the sides he's seen, they play the way they play. This mm. is what they do. And they're just mm. so committed to what they do. They believe in what they do. And they keep doing what they do no matter what. Yeah. And then there's a problem with that, which is that they're more practised than you at what they do. And they're going to do what they do better than you are. And they're yeah. just going to keep these second balls and keep winning them. And I think that was where we, we struggled. We managed to twist ourselves into into not having anyone near where any of the second balls were. I think if I try yeah. to sort of begin to break that down, Chan drops deep, there's no one in that little area. They're not interested in second ball situations around where Lallana is or Vinaldum. Not mm. really. Mm. You know, there's not that, that none of that's happening. And then we're trying to create, do a little bit ourselves and the ball's always breaking to them. I just, I think it's cleverness from them to a certain extent. And I think it's a bit of, bit of naivety from us, to be honest with you, because the manager knew what they were going to do. Mm. You know, I knew mm. what they were going to do. You yeah. knew what they were going to yeah, do. Yeah. So the Liverpool players should have looked like they had more of a no- notion of what they were going to do. Yeah, I think I, I turned to, to Copenhagen at the match and said there was at one point where he can got the ball and there was a potential squeeze on you know, in terms of Origi could have gone Mane was up on, on the on, on the left back and, and Coutinho was up 
and and we didn't. And I don't know whether, as you say, whether because they were worn down and, and, and whether their heads had gone a little bit, but it was almost like we didn't quite know what to do because of, whether they just thought, well, if we all go now and they're going to launch it long up to the, the big lads, we're completely out the game. So we'll stay and try and keep it a shape of sort. But then for the goal in themselves, I mean, Coutinho sort of goes to push and then it's taken out by one ball and then I think it's Loughton, you know, a really good ball in, etc. Played well, Loughton. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but I think it looked like we... we we were unsure, and as you say, when you know you, you've seen the, the second ball was is a cracking point. I think Ben were really good at winning that. And when you sat watching it, you're thinking we've got to get around it, especially when the big lads up front. Because if you're going to put a challenge in, you know, against Barnes, and and you're going to win it now and again, especially Barnes as well. Yeah, exactly. You've got to get round him to pick up because he is going to win a lot. And and you know, sometimes you got you got to stand back and go, you know, okay, you're going to win that, but we're going to pick up the next one. And we didn't look like doing that. And I think that's where I was thinking, you know, if this continues, you, you couldn't see us getting back into it. Paul, and I know you said that, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, Barnes, I mean, he's the uh, he's the epitome of nuisance, isn't he? He's a real pest, real pest, I thought. You know, that, that two for them, it, it, it's surprising that they've only got two points on the road, but with, with them mm. two next to each other, I mm. thought, they really, don't get me wrong, that's not our first choice centre-half partnership, but they really give them a headache, a real headache, and yeah, I'm still perplexed that they've only got two points in a row because they're almost set up to be the perfect away side. They win the second balls. They've got a lad with pace and a, and a, and a nuisance giving centre-halves headaches and they get the ball in from wide. That's sort of what you think of a side that's fighting relegation but it's going to get points on the road. Would would do away from home. It were, but they set up like the away side at home as well, don't they? And win that way, which with the fans behind them and stuff, it's maybe a bit more intimidating. From a Liverpool centric point of view, to to actually get through that test against what is, what's the words? What's there are kryptonite really, Burnley, aren't they? They really are. So to get through that test is, you know, in the circumstances and falling behind, everything went wrong. To get through it is is testament to the players, I suppose. It's it it struck me as Ian as one of those games where everywhere where you're almost if I say you're too clever for your own good, it feels as though again it, that feels like it's a criticism and, it, and it's not really quite meant to be. Liverpool are a sophisticated football team. Yeah, there's a lot of lads who play. Certainly, when you look at Vinaldo and Lallana, the way they set up there, Coutinho, Mane. Um, even Origi to a certain extent doing more of a Firmino job than just a straight playing number nine job maybe a bit too much of one there's a lot of lads who are set up in half spaces there the idea of playing in between a certain line and the only area of the pitch where they're interested in playing in between the lines is, is around where Emre Chan is and then Emre Chan's getting sucked back into centre half my point is that because our players play quite unorthodox sort of football it's a bit of a high wire act if the opposition just sort of just tear that wire down and just go we're not interested in this lads we're not even interested in engaging with this because we don't try and do this we just try to do this thing and we're just going to keep doing this thing it is a difficult challenge isn't it you know it's it's when you've got and you were saying before about your fullbacks when your fullbacks sort of play almost themselves play weirdly in between a couple of positions all of this in between a couple of positions stuff's great if you're playing if your football's absolutely tip top yeah. but if, if your football's not tip top if they're disrupting you and then they're actually imposing their game as they want you are going to find it difficult and Liverpool very much did first half yeah if you're able to pop it round in little triangles and move round your men we look fantastic but we weren't allowed at any point to play football on the ground it became a prolonged game of head tennis and one of the things I think was notable was their lads have got great heading technique our lads haven't until Lucas comes on as we said before who's the only decent header we're not allowed to do anything that our game would actually revolve around to any great extent it's the ball is in the air so long for so 
traveling such distance so it's bypassing everything it's bypassing the full backs the lads up front aren't getting to it in the end i, I thought we started um resorting to using Origi as fellaini because the most effective he was was when you were hitting his chest as a drop-off and that was the only time for me that Origi was actually effective in the entire game until you watch match today and realize well he's actually got two assists there and he looks decent when he's pulling wide but the way they disrupt the the way again the way they go through that second ball as Klopp said on match of the day it's they are so practiced they're so well honed at what they do that we didn't have a chance of breaking that down and that there was no point where we're allowed to break down the ball and what we're best at is pressing the men taking the ball off their toes and attacking the ball's never on their toes you can't dispossess a man in possession if they're just pumping it into the air and mm. waiting for the drop down to, to hit it. It's if they're that rudimentary, and this is part of the joy of it. We struggle against rudimentary teams, and you know, no disrespect to Burnley, I mean rudimentary in in as positive a light as you can mm. get the word. Deliberately but rudimentary. Deliberately yeah. rudimentary. They know what they're good at, and they go out and they do it, and you know they'll keep themselves in the Premiership by doing that kind of thing. But we struggle against them, so the fact that we struggled and came through it is yet another plus point. I think as well, I think we mentioned about Barnes and, and we did result to trying to lump it forward a little bit too mm. much. I thought to, to Rigi first off and, and he, he didn't win many. He didn't win a header all game, but he didn't win. And, and that's a testament to their centre-offs. Well, I think what gave them a little bit of, of, of <laughs> a little bit of encouragement was, again, don't want to go on about the referee, but I thought I thought it was times when there was a lot of aerial sort of fouls that he yeah. didn't give. Ward you know where like, you, 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 you go up, and once you're up, you're up. You, you, you know, you've got no sort of, and just a little shove in the right yeah. direction. And I, I, a couple of times, Barnes did that to to Clavin and 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 um, Matip. Didn't get nothing given, and I think they thought, well, "Hang on, we can do it." And then next minute, the referee would give one out the blue, and that. And I think I burst a fellow's um, eardrum in front of me <laughs> at one point when I screamed. So if he's listening, I do apologise. You um, probably can't hear you. you yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but I thought there was times when we, we looked like we would we, we'd run out of options because you see we weren't playing it on the floor. We almost sort of thought, "Well, this isn't working, so should we try and do that?" We, we've got to lob it up, but we don't know how to win the second exactly, ball once yeah. we're there. A little bit on the, just a tiny touch on the ref. I, I, I thought he was quite inconsistent yesterday. I think yeah. you're right. Even, even towards the end where Lalana gets booked for descent and then Lalana throws his arms up and he books him, doesn't mm. he? So I like I'm not a homer. But then he uh, I think one of the lads five minutes later does the same thing and he mm. he doesn't book him. Like, yeah. you know, if you see uh, the lower main stand react quite the way he did, you can tell there's a sort of inconsistency. I I don't think he, I, I don't think he was that unfair I, I think you've got to let Burnley play a little bit. Mm. I think if you absolutely kill it like a Champions League ref would kill their game. Yeah. They'll, they'll never win a game of football all season, Burnley. Mm. I think I think he refed. Who, who was the ref yesterday? Paul, Paul, um, um, Craig Paulson. Craig Paulson. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think he. Uh, I don't think. How can I put it? But I don't then, think he was un- unfair in the fact that he he did try and let Burnley in the game because if he doesn't let them play that way, they're completely finished. But, but, then, they, but, but they, they are breaking you, the rules. They're breaking the rules. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but surely, I don't think they are breaking the rules. By the way, no, I'm just saying that they are breaking the rules. That, they're breaking the rules. I mean. You know, I'd watched the old fan before it, so not uh, <laughs> not seem like a foul all day. But um, I think there was one though. I thought second off where Clavin goes up. It was a ball into the box. Clavin goes up. It's towards sort of the our uh, back post, and he, he. I think again, it's it's Barnes, and he just shoves him in the back nail, and and you know he's up there. He's pushed, and it actually breaks to their their right wing, and and, and I think they get a corner from it. And I'm saying, no, I'm so 
sorry, ref, but that's a foul. It's a foul all day long. And I totally agree with you in terms of, you know, you've got to be a bit strong. But it was a foul. It was a foul. And they say it broke the rule. I'm not having a... Listen, we won 2-1, you know what I mean? It's not really talking about the ref, but I just thought it was... You can't just... referee something under the terms of, this is how Burnley play, so I'm going to give him a bit of leeway. Is that a shove? That's no, a but shove. I think what they do is, and I think that this is part of... What they do is, they play in a certain way, and they're so committed to it, that, again, if you're the referee, you you either end up in a situation where all you do is you just feel like you're penalising absolutely everything. Mm. And if, if again, if a side's completely committed to what they're doing, which Burnley are, you, then you, 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 as the referee, you know, if, if, if so much of it's in that in that sort of grey zone in terms of is is this or isn't this foul play? It's, it probably broadly speaking just about is, but it's not quite. And it, again, it's cleverness. This is this isn't for me. This is a tactic. This is why you know football is subjective. What 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 is for one referee a clear foul for another referee is just a bit of physical football. And mm. and they very much decide that, that. And that's what they do. They get into that zone and everything's in that zone. And so if you're the referee, it's quite difficult to repeatedly go foul, foul, yeah. foul. That's it. I, I think these refs are, are, are ju- have to judge the game with the two teams that are that are playing. There's, there's they do adjust. It's like when refs referee derbies, they let a little bit more go than they would, you know, whole Newcastle or something stupid yeah. like that. If you but, remember, but generally if you, that's that's to the benefit of both sides. Yes, but the what I'm saying is, if you remember the. the Peter Crouch was a, a very clean footballer, but I would have never played him in Europe because every time he went up for a ball, he got yeah, penalised. Yeah. So you, you've got you've got to let a little bit. Well, I, I, I don't I don't I don't think you necessarily have to, but Burnley make them do it, and that's the key thing. Mm. Is that Burnley, Burnley Burnley create their own context? They go they basically say to the referee, right, you're gonna have to give everything. If you, you we're gonna play in a manner, you could give everything, but you, we know you're not going to give everything because you just get to the point where you'd be thinking, well, they can't all be fouls. Yeah. And I think it's, I, as I say, I think it's it's gamesmanship. It's good gamesmanship. If you're if you're constantly on the verge of breaking the rules and sometimes just breaking the rules, what you don't see from them at any point, at any point, and I was having a bit of a laugh yesterday, going, oh, yeah, Barton might go in a minute and blah 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 because it got all got a bit, it all got a bit het up after we went two one. But what you actually don't see from them is a really bad tackle. No, there's no. not, there's never a, there's, and I'm trying to think all season. I don't know if the Vadaman sent off or not, but I'm, I, I can't remember, for instance, the being, you know, Allah and all an early period Pulis Stoke, where for instance, every time Arsenal play the Arsenal, there'd be loads of crying in the press and blah yeah. blah blah. You actually don't see a, uh, that's a terrible tackle moment from them because that's not what it's about. It's about just consistently trying to get this mm. advantage through being physical. Yeah, they're yeah. playing in grey areas, aren't they? A little bit. That that. that. And that, as you said, it's gamesmanship and fair play to them because I'd like to say it's working for them, but they got two points in the road. Well, why so it clearly they, isn't, just, but, I mean, we're, we're sort of getting off the point here, but I'm fine with that. Why do you think they've only got two points? Because I've got a theory, but why do you think they've only got two points? Uh, and it's part, I, my thing is partially the players aren't very good, but... Well, yeah, but I, I think the same way that Liverpool are looking for their cheat, they're looking for a cheat, but they haven't quite found it yet. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to win the league through cheating because we can't win it through having the most money. So, And they're trying to stay in the league through cheating. And I think... It it works for them at home, um, and I'm, it's it's interesting that one of one of the two points they got was at Old Trafford, wasn't it? Yeah. So and, and arguably they could have, they could have got three yesterday, but they they didn't even get well, one. Well, it's, so. it's a ninety eighth minute penalty against Arsenal. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. So, and then the 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 flip side of that is I think you can you may be gonna your as I said before about the kryptonite thing that will work against Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, them. But the other lad, the, the side at the bottom of the table, they were slightly better than you. But they they cheat as well, you know. So slightly if you, better at you, so they're better at, the at your game. own game. Yeah, yeah. So that that might that might be why. Why do you mm-hmm. think any other takers? 
It's it's strange because looking at them yesterday, you know, we didn't create loads and loads of chances. Okay, we didn't play well, but second half we were better. You know, I think there's one way when Alden pulls um, Heaton pulls off a good save from him. Um, it's a block where um, Woodburn has one towards the end. Yeah, Manning there scores at, at yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But so you think if that's what they like away from home, Burnley, they, you know, they don't concede lots of goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you know why haven't they got more points? I I generally don't know from from what I saw yesterday. You know, they they they. they Everything about them almost worked. Although they come surprised like it. it's only two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you would think if they can come to us and do that, mm-hmm. then they can go and, and take the chance because the goal was a quality goal. Mm-hmm. That's a crack and finish. It's a great ball in. It's a crack and finish. If they can do that to us, surely you would think they can do it to Stoke or Borough. I, or it's it's made more Brown. teams like Everton. You know, it's like between seven and eleven Southampton. I know. I know we're getting off topic a little bit, but it's. It's maybe the team, teams between that that th- that will turn up there and expect to win. Well, you know, Hull won't turn up and barely expect to win. Swansea wouldn't, mm. but maybe the team. I'm surprised they haven't gone and took more points from from seven to eleven. I, I I just think I I think the funny thing is, I think that the greater strength becomes the weakness <coughs> because when they're dead on top against us there for, after twenty and Liverpool's heads have gone etc etc, they just keep doing the same thing. Mm. And I think that maybe if in that moment either you either had a bit more quality or you committed to a little bit more quality, you committed to carving out a really good chance rather than just doing the thing that you keep doing because you can feel the because th- it's what your manager tells you. And I just think they sort of get to the point where. There's the, there's the idea that you then you've got to have the next thing that you do. Whereas they don't, they're just so good at the thing that they do that they just keep doing it. And I think that can get you to the point. And I thought you saw it, and that's why I think it is relevant because I think you see it last. We I think we see the game out really well. I think we're terrible on the counter last. After we go two one, we do not counter attack well at all. We have four or five great opportunities to counter attack. By the way, and we don't take any of them. But because we don't take any of them, even up to the point of creating a chance, you don't feel as though they were in trouble there. But they were in trouble there a couple of times because yeah. we just go. Well, you have the ball, then boys. Is that missing for me now a bit? I think it's a little bit of that, but I think we just. But what I mean, from a Burnley point of view, we just go. Well, you just have the ball, then boys, because we don't think you've got the quality, and we're going to win it back. At some point, you're going to cock it up because you haven't got the quality, and you just keep trying to force these little fifty-fifties. Well, we'll win one of them, mm-hmm. and suddenly you, we'll, we'll we'll turn and go on you a little bit without really catching them for numbers, but catching them quite oddly positions. And I think that's the almost the problem is if you just built if you if you're built to scrap and scrap and scrap and scrap and scrap, <laughs> and then you win the scrap. You're a bit. You're just basically just kicking a dead body on the floor. Where you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's this, and and that's what where they almost got to. And then if it goes the other way, and all you're going to do is just punch and punch and punch. Eventually, your arms are going to get tired. Mm. And I think that that's that's what kills them. And I think that's where you know again, if there's loads for the managers to take in in terms of what he can sit his side down, show the videos. What can you do better? One of the things that Liverpool can do better in that game, whether they deserve it or not, is whilst they do really well to see two one out on the one hand. On the other hand, there's tons of opportunities where they're nearly right nearly having a proper break to, to create real opportunities to make it 3-1, and we don't even do that well. No, no, and, and there is space there because they are trying to get back into the game. As we said before, they didn't just sit, sit on the lead, and when they were behind, they tried to push on again. So we could have easily picked them off at that point, and you would think with the speed of Mane up front, there would be plenty of chance for that. But again, it, it just... It, it could just be it is just one of those days where we were just poor all day, so we haven't got the ball to put through to Manny, we haven't got the space in front of us, nothing's really quite working for anyone. We just thank the fact that we got through. There was one there, it was all about, again, like like football is, over fire margins, there was one break there, Neil, you were saying, and, and, and Ian, where there was a break on it, it fell to Marnie in the middle, and he literally had Coutinho on the left in acres. It didn't but, his ball, but his ball to him, 
is again. It makes me check. It was just that all yeah. day. There was one where there, Marnie, there was one break where we ran into each other. Yeah, and there was one <coughs> where Marnie had to give it to I think Woodburn on the left. And if you roll it into his path, his next ball is across back to Marnie or Origi to knock in the net, yeah. and his ball pushes him wide. It was one of those days where, like you say, Neil, there was opportunities to get that third, but we just weren't on it. Yeah, I think that, and that might come from the fact that two at that at that period with Woodburn, two of you regular from three on mm. on the pitch. So they haven't quite played together before or whatnot, where you see Mane, Firmino and Coutinho, they've, they've looked almost telepathic at times, haven't they, mm. in, their, in their link play and self, selflessness, where, I don't know, when, when's Mane, Origi and Woodburn played play together before, it's very, very limited. Um, at the end, it's, it's Mane, Lalana, and Woodburn, yeah. isn't it? On uh, moving into the, the midfield, there's a real virtue, uh, Paul Johnson in, it's chance fourth of the season, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's Wijnaldum's fifth. Fifth, fifth. now I thought it, I thought it might even be more. It's his fifth of the season at this stage, and they both look like they can finish from that area of the yeah. pitch. You know, you had Lara into that as well. Um, the, he's got seven. He's got seven. Yeah. If you want to think that maybe Coutinho could conceivably drop back there, we'll come on to talk about him in a minute. That for the first time really that I can remember, going possibly going back to like for instance who they treble season territory, we look like a side who've got a, who've got decent. Decent goals from midfield. It can be better. Don't get me wrong. You yeah. can still be looking at double figures from a, for a couple of these lads, and maybe it will be next season. But technically, they all look like they can finish as well. And yeah. you can sort of like again whack Henderson into that, even though he tends to play a bit deeper. But he looks like he can finish. He's got to improve still, I think, a little bit. But it's nice to be able to look at a midfield and maybe think, you know what, we could have we could have twenty five thirty from that area. Yeah. Play our cards right going into next season. And 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 if you did that, as you say, Neil, that that that's 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 how you win that league because you obviously you got a front three of if they're all scoring fifteen. It's it's the old argument if you know you need a, a, someone to score twenty goals, but you don't if you got three of you your need lads. Multiples of fifteen. Exactly, you know what I mean? But it is, it's it's a nice thing to have. And you know, you look at Wijnaldum's goals, I mean, last week against Arsenal, the finish, someone said as soon as he crossed that ball in, you knew he was scoring. Yeah. Because he just, and yesterday's composure, you know, and, and that whole stat, what was, when he, for Newcastle, he scored 14, but they were all at home. If he scores 15 at home for Liverpool, I don't care if he doesn't score no. away. Obviously, great if he does score. But if you're scoring 15 at home, that, that that's what we want, you know what I mean? And the fact that Chan... You know, like you were saying before, he didn't blam it. He didn't, you know, it wasn't one where he just put his head down. It, he placed it in. I think he has got more of that in him. If you're getting those goals from midfield, Lallana, I think, again, he'll probably be disappointed if he doesn't get to 10 this season. Yeah. He's on seven, and I, I think he should easily get it. But next year, again, if you're thinking about kicking on, if he can look at 15, then then that that's a that's a positive. I mean, and Wijnaldum, as he's growing as a, as a Liverpool player, He's shown me more and more that I think the fella is absolutely brilliant. I think he's a clever player as well. There's a lot of times when he'll do something you think he's got it up there, which is is sometimes lacking with some of our players. Well, it's, it's calmness for the goal because the, the little flick to try first, a little back heel, which doesn't come off, but the fact that he's willing to stand and wait and just hold that extra millisecond longer than you think he's mm. going to. And it's just placed, it's placed perfectly. If you watch it from behind the goal as well, because as it drops, Heaton starts to go left. Because he's thinking, you know, and, and then and then it's cause he shapes, doesn't he? Yeah. Doesn't he yeah. shapes his body, doesn't he, Paul? Yeah. So. I, I I was thinking about this this morning. Actually, I was just lying in bed, having to think about doing the show, and um, and Jeannie Wijnaldum lying in bed sounds a bit strange. That's on it. Sounds perfectly. Yeah, we've all done it. So, yeah, but I, I was thinking about him, and you know, players I haven't liked and stuff in the past, and I've I've said a few times this season that. His biggest characteristic is the fact he's Dutch. And I, I, I look, I, I think back of previous 
players and stuff like that. And I'm thinking Berg, Camp, and over. And it's not. There's a couple of instances yesterday where Wijnaldum just looked like he had all day. There was no hurry about him at all. And I was thinking like, obviously the biggest person I've ever criticised, I. And you go, if he had just had that, because he's got all the technical ability. If he just, if he would have had that uh, presence of mind to have gone, I've got all day here because because I've got the ability. And Wijnaldum stinks at that. The way Overmars back in the day, he was one of my favourite Premier League players. That he just does not hurried at all. And there was a there was a bit of cop ends in in the corner. And Wijnaldum's just got the ball. And it's just like yeah. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And, uh, and he holds it for bloody ages there, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely. The, abil- the ability, and especially in front of goal, that, that's not not everyone's got that. I mean, there's times where, I think if you look back, I think beginning of this season, maybe the end of the last, where the ball falls to Lucas, and he and he misses an absolute sitter at the Annie Road, and I can't remember what game it was, where that was never happening with Alton. He's got lads climbing all over him, and he's just got that presence of mind with Heaton, who's a good goalkeeper, big fella, Glaring at him, and he he drop. It's almost like he drops his right shoulder to send him left side of his foot. Doesn't doesn't even have to put it in a corner because he's sent him. It's brilliant. It's pure ability that. I love his reaction as well when he scored. I know I know it sounds, but he he went and got the ball, and I even know he knew it was the last kick of the half. He ran back. And he was giving all that, and again, you know, you're all of a sudden you you you're sitting having your chocolate bar at half time, thinking, you know, it's mad that we're one here, but because of that. And how he reacted to it, you, 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 there was a boost. Won the I game, yeah. yeah. I think it wins the game. Oh, I yeah. That's, I think if we go in 1 0 down, I think that, that all the stuff about when we concede the first goal, that might finish 1 0, maybe 2 0, we get it on the break. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think he knows it, I think the whole side know it. Yeah. I And I think that, again, when we're talking about sort of why Burnley only got two points, I think Burnley sort of know it as well. For all the spirit that Dyche has put in them, they sort of exceed to reality. I mean, I think that second half, I think we're poor after we go 2 1. But we, you just felt it was coming from mm. somewhere. You felt it was coming, and then mm. the the quality of that finish here, and you you touched on it before. But you know the thing to take about f- from from both of those goals is you know the big for me the big positive from the game just becomes the qualities of the finishes. If yeah. you know what I mean, that we've got footballers who are capable of doing that, and that again is a reason why Burnley go to places like Anfield or go wherever they go, and they end up with only two points, and, and the, the 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 side that they visit ends up with all the points is because. Basically, if if the opposition have got a lad who can just pass it into the corner from twenty five yards with, with with power and an unerring finish, then it makes all the difference. And they, 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 they stifled the three lads up front who are the main threat. So we scored with these two lads from further back who push forward a little bit, and it's it's another benefit if you can again if Klopp can show them the tapes and go well that's what you did well. This is what you need to improve in this that last fifteen minutes, but that is what you did well. Keep doing that. There's no reason why you can't repeat that. With Naldum from day one has been breaking late to get into the box yeah. he's always been arriving kind of runs, box to box yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's, his runs that's are fantastic and we had four, we had four in the box and it's a Ryu puts the ball in for, for, for Ronaldo's yeah. goal and that yeah. matters as well it was the first time we'd done that mm. yeah. it was the first move though Ian like you said that we put together yeah, well, it was a nice bit of passing down passes. yeah yeah down the, down the left hand side and then it, it resulted in the goal just, just on then Chan uh, because he's, he's a player to talk about in amongst this game we've talked about uh, Clavin and Klein being off the pace first half especially but Chan's it's such a funny performance from Paul Senior he's he manages to, to to mix so many different little you know you can you can attach almost any adjective to him at times but he scores the winner yeah. and that counts for something and he doesn't stop and he I thought he, he he wasn't making himself as available as I'd like first half on a couple of occasions but second half at no point there's no tackle he shirks, there's no run he doesn't make, there's nothing he doesn't offer for, there's no battle he doesn't want to have. If anything, he almost wants to have too many of them. I, I mean, he's he's such, a, he's such a strange footballer. 
Just me, I didn't. <laughs> just me, I didn't have attached some fucking adjectives to him over the years as well. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about him, and I, I hate that about it. Um, because you know, there's the contract talk at the moment, and you go, seven, what, seventy, seventy grand a week, twenty-three year old German international, pay it. And then there's other weeks where I go, <laughs> fuck, I wouldn't give him a, a tenner and a Snickers, you know. I, I, I uh, and the contrast in him as well, you know, uh, is unbelievable. He, I don't know if he lives on confidence or um, or what. This he's a strange footballer. I don't know what his best position is. Still, I thought it was a number six. Lucas comes on, he looks better almost as, as a number eight. He's he's able. He's an able footballer. He's, he's got quality. He's got all the tools to be a good footballer. He's a risk that I, that I would still keep around at the football club. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to see him leave and sit there for the next ten years wondering what if. What if we do have kept Emre Chan? You know that 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 would be horrendous. I think. How can I put it? I think if if this manager is this development coach that we're led to believe he is, well, there's your project. You know because what you're seeing him for the for the last half an hour, as you said, no tackles shirked, good passing game stuff like that. Just sort his head out a little bit because I think it's purely mental. His problems. Mm. He's technically a very, very good footballer. Just uh, yeah, he's hard. He's hard to explain. I'm sure no, no one will uh, <laughs> will be able to put him in a box. No, I think I I said earlier that he, he there was a foul second off. You know, I think maybe 60, 70 minutes something like that. That, that I loved. It yeah. was it was just one of those where he just went, "No, I'm going to foul you here," and I think. That's his saving grace for me, Paul, because I think everything you said there is spot on. But I think in there, he's he's got, again, maybe coming from, you mentioned the Dutch players, maybe coming from a German player, who, you know, a lot of built round, having a good mentality and the right kind of mindset. I think he's got a little bit of knowledge in him, Chan. Yeah, yeah. And I just think that's exactly what we need. If we can just develop him in all those points that you've said where we know he's quality, then I think you've got a player. And I do agree. I don't want to see him go. I mean, at the times he's infuriates and he infuriates everyone around his table and everyone who watches Liverpool. But I think that is there is a player in there. Maybe it's again finding his role. You know, potentially. You know, hopefully next season when we when we're in Europe, there's going to be more games and and there might be a game where this really suits Emery yeah. Chan to play because it, it really suits the point where he's pushing forward from midfield where you can actually give him space to run into I thought Villarreal last season he played to I'm going to get shit for saying this a Sunesian level I thought he ran the game in such an imperious manner it was the best mm. game he's had in the red shares Ben you can see him play yesterday where for 60 minutes he's the worst man on the pitch by <laughs> some distance he has He's not involved as he should be. He's not moving the ball to anyone. Every header that came near him went up and then straight back down again. He's got no head and technique. Um, when you see him interviewed afterwards, he's actually slimmer than you think. Which he looks like a unit on the field. But you see him interviewed afterwards, and he's not it, it, that much for units. It's Sam Vokes, by the way. He looked a big lad. Didn't the, he size <laughs> yeah. the size of Sam Vokes. The size of Sam Vokes. I mean, I, I, you know, they've got a number of big lads, Bernie, but the very <laughs> yeah. size of Sam Vokes was was was, was little. It's little. give me hope that my career's not over. Yet, <laughs> you know? It's a little <laughs> short of terrifying Sam Sam Vokes. Um, well, yeah, I agree with that. In terms of like, he he. he, he he looks. I mean, obviously, you know, the lads have, some of the lads have met him. He looks like he's got all the attributes to be yeah. this. This he looks player. like an athlete, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. He did, he did Great photo, squad player. He did a photo shoot um, a while ago in Motel, one of our bars, and uh, they were just the, the way the bar is. He was up against this this wall, taking uh, 
photos of clothes and, you and stuff see like the wall. that. He's he's on a football pitch next to other, other athletes. He, he can look a little bit heavy, but also well built and mm. stuff like that. Just look like a normal lad, mm. you know. When when he was in there, don't get me wrong, a, a, a well an athletic yeah, type yeah, yeah. lad, but not not this big unit mm. that he sometimes looks in a football kit and. I don't, I don't think anything's wrong with the way he's keeping them. So you know, Sam yeah. Vokes has maybe got as a KFC once a week or something. But I don't, I don't think Emre Chan is. Yeah. You, you know, I think uh, I don't think his athleticism's in question really. I think he, he he's uh, I know he doesn't drink and stuff like that. Um, he he has, as I said, he's got all the tools in in his box to become a really top central midfielder. I think. You know, we were talking at half time at Leicester Neil about him, and you were like, "Watch the next fifteen minutes, Emery Chandos." But that just tells you he loses his head. He, he needs to be the star of the show. I even think the thirty-yard run for his celebration yesterday is a bit like, "Look at me, I'm Emery Chandos." It's I, a great I, knee slide. I, it is a great knee slide, but it's also a little bit like it's two-one against Burnley, and I understand it's a, it's a big goal and whatnot. I don't know. I, I feel a bit sorry for him with that because I felt oh, it, I, I, I felt the I felt the run and celebration. Was a bit. God, I've been crap, but I've just done that. Mm. You know, you can impose anything on it. Yeah, well, that's so yeah. in the corner as well. Yeah, the most in the corner. Like and you can also, you can well, also well. impose the look, give me the contract attitude towards it. Yeah, all of it. I mean, you've got to be careful with that sort of stuff. But also, there was, a, there was, a, you know, again, like happens at Anfield. There was a few times first off where he was either he'd given the ball away or he, or he, 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 he'd done something not so great. And, and there was, there was, you know, audible groans yeah, on it. Yeah, so yeah. you know, at the end of the day, when, for this. when you, yeah, when yeah. you've got, he's got, got, he's got every that, right you know, to do that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's not, you know. Was against him or whatever. I mean, you know, for all those people who groaned, I understand why they groaned. But you know, I hope they're jumping up as much, going, "Get in, lads!" Like we all were. Oh yeah. To, to, to as much as you groan, because yeah. then that's what you know. I'm, I'm a big, uh, his biggest critic. You know, mm. uh, Emery Chan, but also at the same time, there's no one more I want to do well. Yeah. And that's not just because he's he's in red, because I know he's got it. Like there's some players you want to do well, like for example Lambeth. You go, you look at go ahead, Ricky lads. You want it to work, but you know he hasn't really got it anymore where Chan you know he's caught it and that's the most frustrating thing about the same with Ibe and people like that in the past have gone you've got all the tools in the box but sometimes like for Ibe I don't think it's ever going to come where Chan I think it could just go bang and there it is and then he's a top midfield a top five in the Premier League and you've got to think if he's sitting in that number six position it's taken hence in the first half of the season to learn the number six position to the level the clock wants it and he's just beginning to learn it, and he's also only 23 years old. If he was better in the air, I think he'd be a cracking centre-half, mm. the way the game's going. If uh, he could head like Lucas. It's a wider conversation, but... It's an interesting one. Uh, loads of those sorts of conversations on the Anfield Raps player, the AnfieldRaps.com forward slash subscribe if you want to get into that sort of thing. Loads of fantastic shows, really, really high-quality stuff coming out every week. People have been saying, and do ask about, if you listen to this, uh, do ask about people have been saying that the, 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 the content, the audio that we've been producing over the last month or so has been some of the best. We've all been really, really made up with it in the office uh, loads of it's terrific stuff and so do give it a chance five pounds a month and obviously you don't have to commit beyond that month you can just cancel if you decide that it's not for you uh, but i think it is i think if you get this far listening to us for an hour you'll definitely find four five six seven other shows that keep you happy keep you entertained and also hopefully make you think uh, interesting things about football and maybe even the whole of life <laughs> uh, why, 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 why set our sights low uh, theanfieldrap.com forward slash subscribe right okay I want to get back to this now let's have a big chat about Phil Coutinho um, to me Ian Sam and he looks like a player who's 
yesterday, but not just yesterday. He looks like a player who's playing with an injury. If you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, if you don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt, he looks like a lad who's not really being able to impact games up to the expectation perhaps he has himself, perhaps his teammates have. He's looking more and more like an enigma. It was a massive decision by the by the manager. I think it was completely the right one to totally. give him to give him the big hook on the hour yesterday. He didn't go down the tunnel. I was half wondering will he just go down the tunnel? He doesn't. He settles down. The manager, I don't think, if he's going to keep playing him, I don't think the manager's going to say he's got a bit of an injury if he has. What do you think it is? I think he just needs to play back in his form. I think he's come back from an injury and he needs to play back to the level he knows he can get to. But we were saying it's been a while though, Ian. It's been a it, while. It has now. been a while. Um, but we were saying this walking across the park on the way home last night. Um, we'd had the conversation um, whilst at Basel um, about the fact that Coutinho's not necessarily the lad who's going to take the game by the scruff of the neck for you. If the team's not playing well, he's not necessarily the lad who'll, sta- who'll step up and go, right, I'm doing this. If somebody else is doing it in the team, then he'll be the next lad to step up and follow and he'll do something incredible. But he's not necessarily... And yeah, there could be tons of evidence that proves I'm a complete knobhead when I'm saying this. But he's not necessarily not even just specifically for this. Um, <laughs> he's not necessarily the one who will turn the game round from the position we're in the first half. So if he doesn't start well, he won't necessarily be the one who steps up. You might need a midfielder behind him to step up to do it. Um but we know what he's, what he's capable of. We know his abilities. And we know what he can actually do to players when he's running at them. We're just not seeing him running at them at the moment. He looks half a yard short. I'm not worried. I think he's got a knock. That, that, I think the fact he keeps getting hooked on 60 is telling you that he's not right and they're risking him. Um, what have we got left? 10 games, I think. I, I think he says when he comes back from injury, he's tended to have a slow start anyway. It's a long time though now. It is. So I'm what's he about ten, twelve games in now? I think he's We're on about two months now, aren't we? I think he's he's normally five or six games coming back in where he takes a bit of time. we've seen his level. You know, you don't really need to remind him if you if you just cast your your, your mind back pre pre Christmas or whatever. He's a he's he's a very good footballer, but one that I'll caveat, uh, that can't be your best player. And that that's that's the thing about Coutinho. You can't he doesn't score enough goals to be your best player. Doesn't get enough assists to be your best player. He's a very good footballer, but should be. Um, we've said that a few times on the show. Should be second to third best player. The fact that he is our, well, arguably I'd say our best player. I think Mane and Firmino run him close. Um, maybe even Jordan Henderson. But I think um, the the danger is that if if he's the what you think is our best player, that you'll never you'll never win a league. Mm. I think. Again, I mentioned it to cope with the match, and I'm, I'm, I might, well, I probably was being harsh, but I think if you look back at Coutinho's whole Liverpool career, and obviously he was young when we signed Masetta, I think he's had spells of this within every season. Maybe they haven't yeah. actually been, you know, through injury, but he has had times when he seems to just go off the boil a bit, and that's why I think what you've just said, Paul, is spot on. He can't be your best player because when he's playing at that amazing level. He he, you know he can win you the game like the free kicks at Arsenal at the start of the season and his other goal he scored there. But there's there's times when, without an injury, etc. He, he his, oh, he, that's my. I've just written down. I've just written this down. I was going so I'll ask you anyway because I was going to ask you next. Yeah. Does he have a six, seven out of ten nuisance game? Like if you asked me to rate Manny yesterday, I'm giving him six or seven out of ten. Mm. But Burnley yeah. couldn't couldn't take their eyes off him. Mm-hmm. But his pace. 
brings that. Well, that's, that's what it? I mean. Yeah. So if you're playing in that position where Coutinho is playing, Paul, that's my thing on this: is that he doesn't have that sort of. No. He just doesn't have that. You know what? You've got to keep your eye on him, and yeah. he's going to do. He's going to be relatively tidy, and he's going to occupy a couple of. He just doesn't. That's the thing that I think is missing from him. Yeah. Is, is by all means take a bit of time playing yourself back in, but in the meantime, be able to just be a pain in someone's side. And 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 again. I mean, there was some nods around, say, but I think that's been him for his whole Liverpool career. Yeah. I genuinely think that when the, you know people like you just said, Paul, when he plays well, he's a nine, ten out of ten when you're the game. But when he doesn't, he's, he's a four, mm. and and that's where you worry again. Spot on what Paul's saying. If he he can't be your best player, you can't turn up to Anfield thinking if Phil plays well today, we will win. If he doesn't, we won't. And we have got other players. So, Torres, for example, I remember yeah. I always use this example about Torres. That Merseyside derby where he scores two at Goodison Park, mm-hmm. he's having an absolute stinker. Gets a real B in his bonnet and just bang bang two goals because that quality exists. I, I, I will say though, the best move of the whole game from Liverpool yesterday, he was integral to the little. Uh, it was it was the goal actually where it's a little switch for, switch between his two feet sends the lads uh, wide the ball goes in and Wijnaldum scores that's he's got it and I, I do I do feel he's struggling with something and if he the, the danger is though and we're going to Man City at the weekend which is you know Man City away is one of his best ever performances for Liverpool he does seem to be the key for for, for Firmino as well mm. and that's the worry that if he if he's not playing well. Does, does he then impact on on what Firmino's doing? So, and there was a, a, sorry to interrupt, but no there, there was a, there was a, a, a not to shout the other way when when Firmino sorry Firmino was was had a dip in form. It, it was seemed to be yeah, when Coutinho was yeah. playing. It was like yeah. you know, and you know sometimes you do have that understanding with players, you know. But Absolutely. as you say, it's, it's a good point. Well, the thing is, the things for me, and when Woodburn comes on, he almost has the very tidy game. That I'm sort of referring to Coutinho yeah. not having in that he's, and is more of a threat. Well, he, exactly. He's not. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't have a moment. He doesn't have a single moment in the game where you go, "My God, this lad's got all the talent in the world." No. Well, the Woodburn has. That's not the conversation. But he carries more of a threat. He just he just offers himself as an outlet, occupies a couple of men, pops it off, looks sharp without actually ever going. I'm brilliant, me. Yeah, th- which, there's, there's no back heel. There's no flick. There's there's nothing that breaks down. Breaks through an attack and takes two miles. The ball is not doing the feint or the dummy or you know. And obviously, Coutinho tries that little feint that he does quite a few times during the first half, and it's not coming off for him. But Woodburn just gave us an extra man on the pitch because he was an extra presence and he looked alert and he looked lively. And as you said, he was occupying men. So once you've got that lad drifting out wide to the left, he, he was making a hell of a difference out there. Woodburn, there was one. There was one little thing on Woodburn. Actually, I must say, did anyone notice that sort of flat dipping ball he put into the box? I thought, which when he just come on, I thought yeah. that was a real sign of his ability. Yeah. Um, and it just did, it ended up just missing the, the far post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 sort of ball is someone that's technically very good because there's there's no uplift. There's no. It was just literally. There was just a, a dropped a, flat yeah. ball. Yeah. Pinged as well. It was pinged. The, the way Wayne Rooney yeah. hits a football, almost it, 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 it's a bit strange. It's almost like top level football is hit a ball in that way. You know the way Ronaldo top, can hit. Top spin on it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like a tennis shot. You, yeah. you, you're right in that that sense. But Go on, sorry, it's, sorry, his touch though as well when he came on, it looked assured. And, and again, that's where you, you sometimes know with Coutinho if he's going to have a good game because if it, a ball can get passed into him and, and, and he, he's got a heavy touch and, but, and when Woodburn came on even just that Ian he just had yeah. a good touch everything that went to him stuck 
kept it nice and simple, and he, he occupied the, the I'm right back. I'm he? excited about Woodburn, not not in the Michael Owen way, you know, not in the way where I think he's no, because he's, he's not, he's not, he's not explosive. He's, he's not going to do that. But I think the fact that he's just got the presence of mind. I, I, I seen that at Wigan actually when he was still 16. Um, the way he took his goal in the Wigan pre-season friendly this this summer, the fact that he just looks all day, he looks comfortable amongst. I mean, Burnley, the, the one of the hardest sides you're going to come up against defensively, and he just looked like, yeah, I've got this. You know, that that's fine. I think when you play when you're playing in a, in a Liverpool side that looks fluid, he he eventually will look a real prospect. Uh, last little bit is about the bench actually. Uh, Alexander Arnold um, is on there. Wilson's on there. Um, and it's worth pointing out it's a strange situation. I think Ian, uh, in that we are missing. You said at the start, there's five first team players who are missing. Um, I'm, I'm first team is extended for one of them, but but, but bear with me. Uh, Lovren, Henderson, Sturridge, and Firmino are all lads who you can sort of are first team footballers with, at a Premier League level. And there's Ings, yeah. who, who we haven't had for so option. long now, who's yeah. an option. And also Grujic just becomes yeah. a sixth man in terms of whether they're not there. You would say though that we do still, even for this season with the games that we've had, we do sort of still manage to look maybe too shy of where we need to be. In that, you know, we don't really want to have more than one youth prospect on the bench, maybe two if you know if 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 you're in an emergency, but not three and not when it's all your attacking lads. No, no. When we've had everybody fit, when you've had a bench and you've been able to look at it and go, well, I've I've got Chan, Lalana, and Wijnaldum on the pitch, so I've got. Henderson, sorry, I've got Henderson, Lallana and Wijnaldum playing midfield. I've got Chan sitting on the bench. I've got Sturridge sitting on the bench because he can't get into the front three. I've got Origi on the bench. You've got those three. I've got Ings usually Clavin. Well, yeah. Ings, Ings couldn't even get into the bench no. for the first first two months because he got a couple of bench duties. Um, and then when you know Ojo was beginning to look like he was coming through, you had all these lads who were looking at going, we've actually got five options on the bench. Five options and a goalie, and we're sorted. And all of a sudden, you look at it yesterday and go, There actually aren't any game changing options. Because you don't think there. you're in the middle of an injury crisis either, do you? You just feel like. Although we are compared to other teams. Yeah, I suppose you know, we are. Chelsea haven't had this at any point, have they? One through your spine's missing, isn't it? So Firmino, Henderson, and Lovren are all missing. And then, and then in the centre forward position, you've got four lads who you're comfortable playing oh. centre forward, maybe Mane. You haven't got cover for Mane, as we've discovered, mm. and then the other three three of the four lads who you can play centre forward are all injured. Mm. So it's simultaneously you're missing one through all the spine, and then you've got you've got a pointed area where you've got a sh- you've got shortcomings. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is we say it every summer it's a big summer, um, aren't they always? But I, th- I think I think it's going to be a big summer. You get you get the feeling from what you're reading and the the tentative links that seem to be raising their heads a little bit now. Early doors that Liverpool are going to do business this summer. The date I, I want to see Trent Alexander Arnold and I want to see Ben Woodburn next season, but I don't want to have to see you know a break glass moments like yesterday where you have to turn around and go, Actually, Ben, you're really the only option we've got. You know, I, I'd be quite happy to see Ben Woodburn go out and loan next season. That That's or, not or really be what the manager who comes does. on a 3 1 up for the last 10 minutes, yeah. But I, I think you know, I, I've looked at Man United's bench sometimes this season, you've gone, Whoa, that's. Mm. That's some serious quality. Do you know when they've brought like Marshall, Rashford, Mata, Swansteig, Fellaini? Fellaini has an option off the bench. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're talking about Plan Bs, I know you've gone on about Chris Wood. Sometimes you need these sorts of Plan Bs. You know, Fellaini tonight, Man United are in the midst of an injury crisis. Going to Chelsea away when four strikers are injured, is Fellaini such the wor- the worst thing in the world to lash up against them? No, it's, he's not. He's not one everyone. He's not one of football purists wants to watch. But it's that having that option, isn't it? Where all right, we're covered in midfield because we've got depth there. 
and we've got four strikers injured, which is you know Liverpool are in a bit of a bit of that at the moment, but it's rare that that happens. Mm. So yeah, go ahead, lads. We can use you from the midfield to supplement that, and you'll do a job. Liverpool needs, I think, a blend of youth and experience to come in this year. I know Rodgers obviously brought the likes of Torre in. I don't know whether Klopp will do that. My, my temptation would be to bring in two title winners this this summer. You know the way you um, even Manchester City with all their millions brought in Frank Lampard. I don't I don't think it's such. Such a bad thing to have one or two of them knocking round where you go, you're not going to play every week, but you know what? We're, we're hopefully going to play 65 games this year. You're going to get 20 starts and you might get 10, 15 games off the bench. There's players out there who'll, who'll happily take that. For example, if Yaya was to get binned by um, by City this summer, and we the, the danger is that they come on big wages and stuff like that. But the the little thing like where City have brought back Torre from the, from the cold this season and he's transformed them. Absolutely transformed. Liverpool just need that little bit, not leadership, but someone who's been there, seen it, and done it. You can the Gary call McAllister upon. moment, isn't it? Yeah, and I, just, I don't think it's Klopp style, though, is it? I, I, I don't know. I'm th- trying to think of someone he's maybe done that with in the past. He's very loyal to the, the lads that he likes, but I would, I would be tempted to maybe go. All right, let's bring two thirty-plus-year-old lads in, as well as the the real targets, even if they're just on freeze. Or, or is this the moment where? The, the new links to get to become very useful because even though he might be the lad that you need to reinvent and you might need to sort his diet and sort his fitness out, his understanding of what it takes to win major trophies could be very useful in the dressing room. Even if he's a lad who's on the bench to be used as your last option, his understanding of what it takes. Yeah, I, I, and I, I get all that. I th- I'm... The danger is with him is I don't think you can bring in injury prone lads to cover for your injury prone lads. You know, mm. somebody no, might get true. a knock, a knock in train. That's it. And I'll, I the, agree with you. The, you can't go. All right, Mario, you're not going to play every week, but you know, and you'll he, be there when we need you. Yeah, but then absolutely you're not, not mate. Yeah. 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 And, and, and to be fair, Sturridge is showing that a little bit at yeah, the moment. You know, Sturridge started over Christmas. We need you now. To, oh no, shit, you're injured. Yeah. Yesterday, you know, Firmino's injured. Daniel, no, you're injured. Yeah. You can't have that, and we've been talking about the same with the centre halves. I can't remember someone wrote it or someone said it on the show. No, that's a Lovren, the Lovren question. Yeah, that, 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 the thing that actually for me begins to damn Lovren is attendance yeah, at this stage. It's, it's, it's being available for enough Sa- games. Saka was similar to be fair as well. These, these oh, are yeah, lads that aren't yeah. playing yeah. thirty-eight game seasons. I thought. By uh, the way, both of Burnley's centre halves played every game. Yeah, this yeah, season. They played every game. Point made less. Than I thought for, just just a little side thing. I was looking forward to see Michael Keane yesterday. And thought Ben Mee or Charlton. I thought I thought the pair of them were excellent. Mm, I, I think that Keane. They both look like proper footballers to me, those two. Yeah, so really I, good players. I think they'll both be in demand in the summer. I think my, my big one for the summer, and I know that things have been written about it and said about it, I, I, I generally, I don't know who, and, and this is that everyone you know can throw names in the hat, but I, I want us to buy people who literally, if they walk off that pitch and they've got beat, then their wives, girlfriends, kids' weekend is going to be ruined. ruined. Yeah, yeah. Because that fella's going to come home and he's going to kick the cat. No, not against cats, obviously. He's gonna <laughs> not want any tea. He's he's gonna be gnarly because that's what we miss. And 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 you look back at your Suarez and your Mascherano's, and I know these are one-off players, but there are players out there who you know would give. Because again, yesterday we had a little bit about that towards the end. He'll be towards, you know the last yeah. twenty minutes. There was a bit of that. There was a bit of no. We're gonna we're not gonna miss that attack. We're not gonna concede. And we didn't. A couple, we couple of great blocks. One of them yes, from exactly. as well. He didn't yeah. play well, but exactly. he lacks a great. And block the final in. whistle goes, and there's lots of fist pumping, and Klopp's walking off at the end like that in front of the main stand, like he was against Arsenal. But it was more because this is, and it's players like that who I think if. And they've got to have quality. You can't just come on and kick. 
that's who I'd be looking for. I don't know who they are, but that, I think I, I, you, you mentioned two lads there in um, Mascarano and Suarez. I don't, and you said I don't, I don't think they are a rare breed. You know, I don't mm. think I don't think winners are in short supply, and that's that's sort of what I was getting at with me me thirty. You know, I think that's a, that's that's one of the uh, attributes they've got to have. They've got to be winners, and yeah. they've got to. They've got to spread that down across the dressing room. Do you, do you think Colo Torre's not having a big influence on what's happening up at Celtic? He's not playing every week. He doesn't even. Get, I don't even think he gets in the squad there. Yes, they don't know if he's injured or whatnot. Yeah. Rodgers used them for Liverpool for the same purpose and go and swallow the cost. Go and swallow the cost then because Liverpool are a young side, a very nice side. You just need that Gary McAllister. That need mm. that needs that Frank Lampard. What, what he brought to Man City. That need you know you've even seen it with lads like Michael Owen. Michael, you know Michael Owen's won a Ballon d'Or. There's a reason Ferguson went for him. Yeah, he's he's a presence in the dressing room. He, he might be a bit. You might find him a bit boring and monotone on the telly, but he's been there, seen and done it. And I think we need a, a little bit of that. I think it's interesting as well. If you asked other fans about Liverpool and obviously United, probably the eighties. But if you ask them and say, you know, who'd you hate in Liverpool team? I don't think there's many. No. And I look at Herrera. Oh, God, if I saw him in exchange flags, I'd want to boot him. Yeah. Mm. But he's, because he's horrible. And he's horrible. And all that, and you find things, we love him. He's great. Oh, oh, yeah, that. He's great. And, he's great. And where's, where's ours? Like, Mascherano got sent off at Old Trafford. I look, remember. Look at Suarez the other night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, look at that penny gets the other yeah. night. That's, that's winning at all costs. Look at the handball yeah. against Ghana. You know, that, I just want that little that and little look, bit of... And, look and at Costa in every to, single game he plays. Exactly, and I want someone to go, oh, I want to battle Liverpool today Torres because I don't like him. I don't like him. At the moment, I think we turn up and everyone goes, oh, I like these lads. I like Phil Casino, like the Bobby Firmino. And, and, and I love them, but I want that. Okay. Uh, thank you very much to Paul Johnson, to Paul Senior, and to Ian Salmon. Uh, Liverpool grounded out against Burnley, showed a bit of that, and it's just left everybody wanting that little bit more. Sports Social Podcast Network.